bear with me if I lose it that today whenever I go to that place of um, remembrance of 1997, 23rd of December, it's like it was yesterday when love invaded this heart, when love came and set this captive free, when love set this captive on a brand new pathway that is still being discovered and realised and revealed. And it's like yesterday. You know, I, it's so personal. And I imagine if I asked you the day that the blood of Christ, the blood of the Lamb came and intersected your life, you'd probably be able to tell me the day it was. The day that you were walking this way and all of a sudden there was this encounter, there was this supernatural interaction with someone you couldn't even see but experienced and that moment life changed to experience the blood is incredible to not just know about it but to know of it and to have it continuously bringing more life is incredible It's the most personal thing I think a person can experience is when they experience God and continue to experience God, continue to come into more of this love because he's love and a love that heals because of his life that was given. You know, for there to be life, there needed to be a death, didn't there? And so it's really hard for me to not talk about Life without death and death without life because they go hand in hand but there's a sequence and pattern to them. There needed to be a death before there could be life. And so for us to experience life, there needs to be death. And we need to experience the one who gave his life, who gave his blood to experience his life. And Sunday... I'm actually going to talk, Sam was going to talk, but we've had a chat and he just senses that he wants me to speak. And and Jesus said, I am the resurrection. It's me. And contained in his blood is incredible life. I'm not sure about you, but you know, sometimes we can say, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son for the sins of the world. And we use that word world and somehow it disassociates maybe ourselves with the world. It's like, yeah, it's for those guys. (laughs) But it's for me and it's for you. And it's something we are to know so personalized. One of the greatest things that the blood has shown me is my absolute need for the blood. It's interesting in the Revelation, it says, you know, by the blood of the Lamb. Before the testimony, it's the blood of the Lamb. You can't have a testimony unless blood was spilled. And the most perfect being called Jesus Christ came. And his blood was spilled in Calvary for us. 
because God so loved you before you even knew him, before you even were born. He loved you, he loved me, and he came. And doesn't it say that a man might die for a good man, but who would die for a wretchful sinner? Who would give his life for someone that's actually going completely the other way? Who would lay their life down for that type of man or that type of people? Well, it's him. Because he loves us with a love we can know. And when that love, when that blood, when that life hits us, things really start to change in life. Christianity is no longer external of me, it is internal. It's no longer out there, it's in here. And it's where I now live from, it's from the inside out. It's a life within, because one man spilt his blood 2,000 years ago for me and for you. The blood of the Lamb. Jesus is the Passover. He embodies the Passover. It's not juice and bread. That's just symbolic of him. It's him. We're having communion right now. Whenever the living word is declared, we are communing with the living word. We're having communion. You can have communion with God, common union, union. One is every single minute you breathe because the spirit has been given, the blood has been spilt for perfection to be matured in oneness. And so I just want to read just out of Exodus, Matthew, John, and I just want you to hear. I'm not necessarily going to rip stuff apart. I just want you to hear, but hear through the lens of the Spirit. As I read Exodus, don't hear a little nice, cute little lamb. Hear the lamb. When you hear unleavened bread, don't hear, oh yeah, bread with no leaven in it, physical. Hear the bread that was given, the blood that was put on the doorposts. Who was it? Hear this, and then as you hear Matthew, hear his heart cry as he cries out to his men to partake of him. Him. The blood that was shed. What an incredible thing. And as we know that if you remove the blood out of a physical body, we die. Because the life that is in the physical blood keeps this being going. And the life that is contained in him triples, quadruples this physical thing. And so let's just turn to Exodus 12. If you have your Bible, it might come up behind me, I think. And as I said, just hear Christ. It's entitled Exodus 12, the Passover Lamb. Exodus 12. Now the Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, this month shall be the beginning of months for you. It is to be the first month of the year to you. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month they are to each one to take a lamb for themselves, according to their father's households, a lamb for each household. Isn't that the father's heart? 
that he sent his lamb for every single person. Every person that would be born has been born. The father gave his lamb. Now, if the household is too small for a lamb, then he and his neighbor nearest to his house are to take one according to the number of persons in them, according to what each man should eat. You are to divide the lamb. Your lamb shall be an unblemished male, a year old. Was he not the perfect one? He was the one with no fault, no sin. Perfection had to come to imperfection. That's why we need Christ. That's why the Lamb is the only one that can redeem mankind. No other religion, no other God, little g, only the Lamb, because only perfection can redeem imperfection. Only one that is complete, that has no blemish, can restore those that are blemished. This is what separates Christianity from every other faith system on the planet. Your lamb shall be unblemished, male, a year old. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. You shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel is to kill it at twilight. Moreover, they shall take some of the blood and put it on two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses in which they eat it. They shall eat the flesh that same night. Isn't that what Jesus said? Eat my flesh, drink my blood, otherwise you have no life within you. They shall eat the flesh that same night roasted with fire. He came as baptizing people in fire. And they shall eat it with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled at all with water, but rather roasted with fire, both its head and its legs, along with its entrails. You shall not leave any of it over until morning, but whatever is left of it until morning, you shall burn with fire. Now you shall eat it in this manner, with your loins girded, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. I even just love those bits. When the power of the blood comes upon a person, you know what? You're ready to move. You're ready to run. You change direction. This is how powerful in the life the blood is. Life isn't the same. You get clothed. You get ready for the reality you're always born for and called for. It's life can no longer stay the same because your eyes have been opened to the life you were chosen to live. Life is more than food and the body is more than clothing. The blood brings us into this greater life. Not an earthly life, a kingdom life on the earth. Citizenship from another place. And we move and we're girded and the Israelites were ready to go at the command. For I will go through the land of Egypt on that night and will strike down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you live. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. It is the Lord's Passover. He is the Passover. He is the embodiment of it all. 
And as we continue to receive him, and if you've never received him, if you're here today, you've never received the Passover, you've never received Christ, you've never received the forgiveness for the iniquity that lives in you, not because of your actions, just purely because of your human. Our humanity is full of iniquity. It's the nature that separates us from God. And out of that nature, we sin. We miss a mark. We miss a standard. And Jesus had to come and reconcile, correct us, fill us with perfection to take away the iniquity and our sin. So we may experience life, but it's an ongoing process. And he is the Passover. As we partake of the Passover, just as it was here, as the angel passed over and the blood was on the doorposts, the nation of Israel, all those, even the the aliens that were partaking were covered. Aren't you forever grateful that you're covered? I'm forever grateful when my behavior doesn't align to what he calls me to stand, he calls me up to, I'm still covered. (laughs) It's the greatest gift. It's the greatest offer. It's the greatest love of mercy and patience to continue to cover while one grows and one learns. That's why it's about remembering, but it's about receiving. It's even about repenting and turning and asking and continuing to seek. Just come with me to Matthew 26. And as we know, this is Christ's words, and this is just before he was about to die. And once again, just hear the words from Exodus and hear the words that he speaks. Matthew 26, 26. While they were eating, Jesus took some bread. And after a blessing, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. What's fascinating is Luke 24, two guys on the road to Emmaus. He did exactly the same thing. He took bread, he blessed it, he broke it, he said, Eat. They got revelation, didn't they? Take it. This is my body. When we partake of bread, don't think of it as just bread. Oh, yeah, it's a nice, soft, warm bit of flour. No, it's the Passover. It's him. Pray as you partake that the Spirit of God would reveal Christ in you would reveal the Passover. Thank you for your body that was by man destroyed, but by you, you let it happen. That I can experience life. Take it and eat. This is my body. And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink from it, all of you. All of you drink. You see God's heart. God wants no one to perish. No one. All partake. All partake of the blood. The blood was spilt for all. Our choices determine so much. For this, my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many, 
for the forgiveness of sins. Forgiveness is a powerful thing, isn't it? Especially when you know you don't deserve it. Brings a man to his knees. When you know you don't deserve forgiveness and there's one who's continued to offer forgiveness. It breaks you. Have you been broken by love? It's the beautiful thing to be broken by love. To have your pride broken through the power of forgiveness. Such a powerful thing to be forgiven. For much is forgiven, much is loved. Life can never be the same when you know just how much your sin is forgiven. I pray if you don't know how much you're forgiven, Spirit, I ask you right now to show us just how much, how far away we are or were from you. I pray, God, you would show us just the depth of our despair and the magnitude of your forgiveness and what you did for us. Reveal it in our hearts, Lord. And then reveal love. Reveal your kindness, your mercy, and your grace. Thank you, Father. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. What an invitation. This blood that would reconcile man unto himself, that God is not holding our trespass against us. He has washed our trespass. He has washed us anew that we would drink with him in the brand new kingdom that is to come. What an invitation. The power of the blood that propels a sinful people out of sin and into sonship. I pray you will know this, this reality that is being declared. John 6. Once again, these are the words of Jesus. Verse 48. John 6, verses 48. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread which comes down out of heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. The promise of a life spent in eternity when we partake of the Passover. To know that death has been eradicated for everyone that has partaken all through the blood. Once again, what another powerful reality to have living within you that death has no sting. Do not be afraid of death, my people, for it is not a reality for those in me. Do you believe this, he said to Martha. This is the bread which comes down out of heaven. See, it's not of earth. It had to be out of heaven, didn't it? 
It had to come from another realm. It couldn't come from our realm. Our realm is polluted. It's, perfe- it's, it's perverted. It's fallen. It's dying. It's perishing. So one had to come from a place called perfection. I came out of heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he lives forever because it's purely life and eternity. If you partake of the bread, the blood that came, he's from eternity. He's from the eternal. So you receive the eternal life. And the bread also which I give for the life of the world is my flesh. Then the Jews began to argue with one another, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, You have no life in yourselves. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who eats me, He also will live because of me. This is the bread which came down out of heaven, not as the fathers ate and died. He who eats this bread will live forever. The Passover is Christ. I think this probably one of the most saddest things in Christianity is to just go through rituals and never come into the life to partake of emblems, but never really to partake of him. To tick a box, but never really come into life. See, Jesus said, I am life. I am the embodiment of life. Those things are good, but they don't bring life. It's him. It's him. And the last scripture that I just want to read to you is out of 1 Peter. And I hope you can see this incredible picture that's being painted through the scriptures. This is 1 Peter 2, 24. And he, which is Christ himself, bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness for by his wounds you were healed and read that again and Jesus himself bore our sins in his body how would you feel about that do you reckon you could take the persons beside your sin Maybe because it may be your wife or your husband, maybe your child, but what about the person behind you who you don't even know? Could you take their sin on you? And then look around the room and say, look, I'm going to take everyone's sin. Then you're going to take the entire world's sin upon you because you can, because you're so powerful, because you are the Christ. You are the Messiah. He was the Passover. And because he was God, he was able to fulfill the mission of God.
to take the world's sin off it onto him to experience the cut off now because father why have you forsaken me because sin is now upon you can you imagine what that must have been like we really can't can we to never know sin to then have sin and to be separated from perfection why for you for me for us for what though for that for just that alone no it says this so that we might die to sin you see jesus guys didn't just by his blood die for the wrath of sin that we would not face an eternal judgment at a judgment seat he died to break the power the hold of sin and he has You see, he died for our sin and the power of sin that we can live a life of righteousness. Not right and wrong, a life lived out in right order to him. That's a full life. And this is what I'll talk more about on Sunday, this resurrected life. But there needed to be a death. And today is more about the death than it is the life. The incredibleness of this man that was God but lived as a man while he was here. It's powerful, isn't it, to know that Jesus went through the cross as a man, as you and I. He did what he did as a man, empowered by the Spirit. To show us what's possible to a man or woman who has surrendered to the Father and empowered by the power, who lives in the blood, who enters into the fullness of the blood, continuously coming into more. Wow. That many sons would be born for glory out of the one seed that perished, John 12. He had to go through what he went through for us that many of us would even be here today. Why? Because he loves you. He loves me. He loves us. He is the Passover. There's one thing that I hope you just remember from the words. He is the Passover lamb that was slain but gave his life that you may have life. And he continues to cover us while we grow, while we don't even know. That's a powerful thing, isn't it? That love's covering while you don't even know it's covering you. But he's hoping there'll be an awakening to the realisation of just how incredible his love is and that we could receive it and then live lives of righteousness for by his wounds you were healed. So, Father, I just pray you would cement your word today into our hearts and our minds. I thank you for your word, your son, the Passover lamb that is alive and well with you today. I thank you, Father, that death could not hold him, but he had to die for the sins of me and my brothers and sisters here and everyone listening He had to die that we could know life. And so, Father, I thank you for his death 
I thank you for his blood, Jesus, your blood that was spilled. I thank you for your incredible mercy and love. It was your love that held you there while people mocked you, spat at you, beat you. Your love kept you there that we may know life. So Holy Spirit, continue to lead us into the fullness of life. In Jesus' name.